and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hey, Path 11 Podcast listeners, I was wondering if you have checked out our Patreon page yet. If not, you can go to path11podcast.com and click on the Patreon button. And for just a dollar, one dollar donation, you can have access to some private things that we are putting up on the Patreon page, like my MBT experience that I took in Tennessee with Tom Campbell. I did a an audio journal for about the four days explaining what had happened to me during my binaural beat session. It was amazing, impacted my life, changed my life, but we are only going to allow our Patreon supporters access to the four days of my journal entry. And it is a Food for Thought Friday, so that is where you can find it. You can donate just a dollar to listen to it. If you like the content that we have up on Patreon, you can continue to keep your subscription for $1 a month. Otherwise, you can cancel it at any time. So head on over to path11podcast.com and click on the button that says Patreon. I was wondering if you guys heard or actually have been over to our website or YouTube channel to see that we just launched a new web series called Conversations on the Path. It's awesome. I get to sit down with everyday people who are finally connected and knowing their purpose and trying to make changes in the world, trying to uplift consciousness and bring healing to people. We are going to introduce you to people that you probably have never even heard about, amazing projects, amazing things that these everyday people just like you and me are doing in the world to help educate others. We have a few episodes that are out now. One is on CBD oil. Another one is on um, dowsing. We have another episode which is talking about the plastic straw movement and how we are changing the world and helping to heal the ocean with earth last straw. And we also have a great interview that's going to be coming out soon on peaceful cities where we have people who are meditating over high crime areas and reducing the reduction of crime. So that's what these episodes are like on Conversations on the Path. If you haven't already, check them out. I think you're going to love them. I have a quick announcement before we get to our guest today on the Path 11 podcast, and I wanted to remind you that you can head on over to our website, path11productions.com, and you're going to see Afterlife Awareness Conference. I'd like you to click on that link, and I want you to know that we now have a membership to the directory of all the videos from this live stream event that we filmed back in November of 2018. There were some amazing speakers at this conference, which include William Buhlman from the Monroe Institute, Suzanne Northrup, and Thomas John, who were amazing psychic mediums. You get a chance to see them reading the audience and the people validating what they were saying. Another one of my favorites was Suzanne Geisman, who is also a medium and intuitive counselor and told a fantastic account and story of a soul that had passed away, but left all of these clues and came back to communicate with people. Um, Monica Williams Murphy, she is a doctor and and had a great presentation about conscious dying in the clinical setting. Terry Daniel and Linda Fitch also had amazing uh, workshops that they presented as well. So I'd like you guys to head on over path11productions.com and click on Afterlife Conference. Check out and see all the videos that we have available to you for this membership that we have going on. 
And now on to our show. everyone. I am so excited for the show today. I have been a long time listener of this meditation teacher, and I am thrilled to have her on the Path Love and Podcast. I would like to introduce to you, if you are not familiar with her work, Mary Maddox, and she is the co-creator and voice of the popular Meditation Oasis podcast and smartphone apps. She draws on a long career as a meditation teacher, counselor, and healing arts practitioner to craft her guided meditations. Mary works alongside her husband, Richard, who is also a musician, and they met while teaching meditation, and together they have brought meditation to thousands of people worldwide through the use of technology and the internet. And Mary, welcome to the Path 11 podcast. Well, thank you for having me here. Nice to, I always love meeting someone who's been listening to the podcast, either in person or this way, so... Yes. And it's going to be a little difficult, I'm thinking, for me to not get super relaxed because my ears have been (laughs) trained to relax whenever I hear your voice. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like Pavlov's dog. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because once a month I have a group here and lead a meditation and sort of like everybody's just zoned out from the start. So. Yeah. And I have to say, I have been listening since 2006. That is when you guys launched. Ah, that's right. Yeah. And so it's been about uh, 12 years. And uh, I remember, you know, I think, you know, I had gotten my iPhone and was playing with the whole podcast stuff and really getting into meditation at that time. And you really were one of the um, first teachers that I began listening to. And I was like, oh my God, this woman's voice. I just love it. You know, and I'm very (laughs) sensitive to tones. So sometimes I can put um, a different teacher on or if the voice doesn't resonate with me, I just I can't listen to it. And uh, so I'm sure many people have complimented you on your beautiful voice, but it has been so soothing and calming to me for the past 12 years. So it's it's a great honor to actually be able to thank you virtually and somewhat in person. Um, But um, you know, I was, I was always wondering, God, did she get any training, like vocal training? Is that just your <laughs> natural voice? Or I know when I went through my, um, my hypnotherapy training, we were taught to use certain skills and inflection in our voices, uh, to help to relax people. But I was curious to know, and maybe this could be the beginning of our podcast of how you got into becoming a meditation teacher. And, you know, did you learn things along the way to make your voice as soothing as it is? Well, you know, that is really interesting because I've never, and right now I have a frog in my throat, of course, (laughs) so so maybe you won't get the same effect. But um, no, I never had any kind of training, and I don't purposefully do anything with my voice. Um, But to go to how I got into meditation, I started meditation actually because my brother uh, introduced me to it. And I, I was already, you know, a, a seeker, a seeker for something more, had a sense that uh, not only could I find something to reduce stress in my life, but that somehow I could be living more fully, that there was more to unfold from within myself. And Uh, my path has always been that when I find something good, I want to share it. So all of my work, and I've, you know, I've had a number of different 
phases have been sharing what I found has been of value. So meditation, at the time I was, um, I was a counselor in a child guidance clinic, and I was working with some pretty rough family situations. And around that time, I learned meditation. And I was so impressed with the benefit of meditation. And it, was, it seemed to bring so much more to people than what I could offer through what I was doing. So I, that prompted me to become a teacher. And I taught meditation. Well, I went on a lot. First, first, I just spent a lot of time meditating. And I went on a lot of retreats, cultivated my own meditation practice, and then became a teacher. And then there was a period of time where it was like I wanted to apply. I you know, had developed my consciousness a lot, and I wanted to apply it more in life. And I um, started studying the healing arts. Um, I was working again, uh, this time in a hospice, and someone had, someone there was doing healing touch, and so I started to study that, and then in the course of teaching, eventually I had a healing practice, and I was teaching healing, and in the course of that I would lead guided meditations, so I was cycling back more to the focus on meditation. And people were begging me to please record. So I recorded three meditations. My husband, Richard, who you mentioned, uh, added music to the background. And people just loved it. We put it on a CD. They loved it. And one thing led to another. We started making meditation CDs. And then that led to the podcast. And then that led to us having apps. So as for my voice, what, what I'll say about that is that when I create a guided meditation, I don't have any kind of script. I just, um, I literally am meditating with you. So I'll, if, if I'm recording it or in my group, I just close my eyes, settle down, go within because I meditate so many years. I mean, it's already happening to you. It's happened to you. It becomes very automatic that when you start meditation, whether it's you're prompted by the sound of my voice or whatever it is, you start to automatically settle down. It becomes like a habit. And um, so I just settle down in meditation and then speak out the meditation. So I think that what you're hearing in my voice is probably um, a reflection of that relaxed meditative state, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And of course, you you answered one of my other questions that I have, because I was curious to know, how do you come up with your content? Um, and you said, you know, it's not scripted, you're meditating with us. Do you feel that the ideas that you get, the words that come out through your mouth, are they guided from a higher consciousness? Do you believe? Is it spirit? Is it your guides? Or um, wh what do you think your process is in how the meditations come out? Well, I think that that could be described in so many different ways. And, but it's definitely, there's certain things that I routinely do. So they're kind of a habitual thing to, to sort of help a person relax. 
Um, and then in the course of meditation, there'll usually be phrases or insights or something, and it just comes. So I could say it's from guides, I, or I could just say it's from, you know, the highest part of myself or from universal intelligence. Uh, I'm not real attached to describing it in any particular way. Um, but it, it is coming. It's just like, it's like an artist or a musician who creates it, it just, there's, you know, there's um, a muse. You're drawing on uni universal intelligence, which is actually what we are. So when we meditate, we can connect more deeply with what we are, with the intelligence that we are, that the with the life force within us. And then that'll just naturally flow into whatever we do. So... Yeah, I, I don't I don't like to talk in any one kind of terms, you know, like oh it's guides or it's this or it's this source. I'll just call it universal intelligence and people can understand that however they want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I've I've always it's always been important to me not to lay my beliefs or viewpoints on anybody else because when I lead a meditation or create meditations, the purpose of it is for you, the listener, um, the person who is who I feel is literally meditating with me. The purpose is for you to discover the truth within yourself in your own way. Yeah. So um, now, did that answer your question? Because I tend to wander off. <laughs> yes, yes, it did. And, um, you know, for those who are listening, and they might be teaching their own meditation classes, um, or are looking for ideas, or whatever the case may be, what I have found in, um, in my personal experience, when I first came out of my hypnotherapy training, you know, we were given uh, wonderful books by our teacher for these scripted uh, hypnotherapy things. And, and the hypnotherapy was more clinical hypnotherapy, you know, I have a background, um, you know, in a master's in psychology. So I was using it more for clinical purposes. Uh, and it was very helpful because after I learned that skill, people would say, oh, you have such a nice, you know, soothing voice. But I would use these scripts as a safety net. Mm -hmm. And um, then when I began teaching uh, guided meditation in my studio and in classes, and as my practice deepened, I do away with scripts now. And I do something similar to what you do, where I just kind of, I drop in and I ask, you know, that universal intelligence for the idea. And sometimes I will get the idea minutes before. Sometimes it'll come in my morning meditation of what will be discussed, um, you know, or, you know, taught during the meditation. And I would say that it completely changed uh, the practice, it changed the classes for my students. And I would really recommend that if anyone is kind of tied to scripts that they're reading as they're giving guided meditations to really try it out, to let that universal intelligence come through, because I feel like it just made the meditations better. It seemed to be more in the moment of getting the feel and the energy of the people who came to the class of what they needed in that moment. Mm. And uh, it was it's, it was kind of scary at first to be like, what, I'm not going to read something. <laughs> um, but I have found that it's it works out better. Yeah, well, it, it does. I congratulate you. Um, it's you know, a lot of it's about trust. And um, 
what are we doing in meditation? We're accessing those deeper levels of ourselves. It's, it's you know, that ability to meditate and settle into that state uh, is the basis of intuition. And I, it's beautiful that you're doing that. And I'm so happy to hear that, that you, you took that step. And I certainly would encourage anyone to do that because all of us, you know, we're all like these little facets on a jewel and every facet shines its own light in its own way. And so, you know, my, my little facet of light resonates with certain people at certain times in just the right way. And another time they might need somebody else's facet, somebody else's light. And, you know, it would be a shame if that was was uh, covered, veiled, if that wasn't coming out. And, you know, you do hear, I think you, you hear a lot of um, uh, meditations that sound like they're just kind of the same old thing. You know, not that they can't be effective, but it, it doesn't have that juice. It doesn't have that life in it, that immediacy. Um so, yeah, yeah, you <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there there is a different quality, and and if you do have a meditation practice, you know, and have had had one for a while, um, you can definitely tell that. Uh, another app that I recently downloaded and I was happy. I was like, Oh, there's Mary. Mary's on this. Is uh, <laughs> the Insight Timer. I use that right. app quite a bit. Um, and it's great, you know, it gives me, you know, some ideas too, but, uh, yeah, it's, that's a wonderful app. And I was really excited to see you on that as well. Um, getting involved in that. Cause then I could listen to you that way as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are a number of people who have listened to the podcast who, who got in the inside timer app and then they, they'll listen to me and they'll listen to others on, on that app. It's quite an amazing app. <laughs> yeah. There's so many teachers, so many meditations. And uh, and I, I love the diversity of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's more than meditation. I mean, it's, you know, the courses that they've started to have, you know, go beyond just basic meditation. Which actually, that reminds me of something. And, you know, it sounds like something that happens when you work with your group, but you were asking uh, about the content of the meditation. There's another aspect to um, that long list of meditations that I have, and that is um, that I have on the um, podcast, and that is that many of them were re in response to requests. When I originally did the podcast, my idea was to just help people to have the experience of meditation get into a meditative state, relax. And then people started asking, well, gee, I'd like one for grief and, or creativity, or they were asking for specific things. And so that kind of made me expand my sense of what I would do with guided meditation because I wanted to respond to those requests. So then the meditations, they always start with that getting into a meditative state, getting into a relaxed place, but then they may involve some kind of journey. 
Um, and that all happened because of that podcast and because of people contacting me and asking me. I still have this huge list <laughs> of requests, and I, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm sure you've noticed I haven't um, been publishing meditations that often lately on the podcast, but um, I have a lot of requests. <laughs> Maybe I'll send some over to you. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, that'd be great. But, you know, I mean, that's so helpful, too, because I think, you know, getting those requests, it, it challenges you, right? Like you uh -huh. said before. Um, and it sounds like it could give you years more of content. <laughs> oh, it could. There's no, you know, there's no lack of ideas. <laughs> right. It's it's putting them all, you know, implementing them all. That's That's where... That takes a lot of doing, as you know. <laughs> yes. And um, I know that people uh, probably heard the benefits of meditation. Everybody knows meditation is great. You know, I love when Deepak Chopra sh says, if you're a person that says, I don't have time for meditation, you need twice the amount, um, you know, and should meditate even more. But uh, would you like to just go over truly what the benefits are of meditation, why it is so important, why it really should be a, a part of the lifestyle, um, and really integrating it into, you know, a person's life. Well, there are so many benefits. Uh, just any area of, of life that you can name is benefited by meditation. Uh, meditation, you're, you're taking your mind to the deepest part of yourself in the most profound sense, I mean, there are a lot of different kinds of meditations, but in the most profound sense, you're tapping in to the source of everything in your life, the source of your health, the source of your intelligence, um, the source of your capacity for relationships and so on. Um, so it, it's kind of like if you have a plant and the plant has picturing a potted flowering plant and it's got you know the stems the the leaves the flowers and by the one action of watering that plant everything in the plant is going to grow and flourish so meditation is is like that i think another thing is that meditation a co common to most meditations is that they help you to relax. And you just can't underestimate the value of relaxation. Mm -hmm. When you relax, your everything in your physiology opens up. Your breathing becomes um, more deeper, more effective. Your blood vessels are going to relax and so the blood can flow better. Your muscles are going to relax and that's going to help with pain and um, it's going to help things to rejuvenate. That, that element of relaxation I think is key. I know I went through a long period where, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm meditating to fulfill my potential. I'm meditating to awaken or, you know, whatever. I had a very grand idea of why I was meditating. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I kind of poo-poo the relaxation part of it. <laughs> and now I've come to feel that relaxation is really the ultimate 
um, even you can call it spiritual experience because it's about trust. It's about openness. It's about receiving. It's about energy, energy being able to flow. So, um, so that relaxation, you relax the mind. Like if you sit to meditate and your mind's spinning with all kinds of ideas and projects or worry thoughts, and then you sit and the mind can settle down, then you come out of meditation with a clear mind. So you perform better mentally. You can be more productive. You can think more clearly. You can problem solve. Um, so, you know, relaxation helps the mind. It helps your health. Relationships. Think about when you're relating to somebody and how different it is when you're relaxed, how much better you can listen, how much more connected you can feel when you're relaxed. So I, I think relaxation is a key to the many benefits. And I'm not a big kind of person for accumulating all the research and making a a big web page about it, but <laughs> yeah, there's enough out there where people can get all of that. I hear you. It's all out there. <laughs> I mean, my, for me, my research is what, what does this do to me and my loved ones and, and the people who, who, um, come and meditate with me. And yeah. that's, that's enough for me, but there's research that just shows all of the benefits for health uh, for the mind, for performance, for relationships, it's all there. And this, mm -hmm, go ahead. I saw in your blog that you also, um, I'd like you to talk about this. Um, you put out a meditation for, is it autogenetic relaxation? Am I pronouncing that right? Autogenic relaxation. Autogenic. Autogenic yeah. relaxation. Can you explain that? So it's a form of relaxation. It's a technique that was developed, I think, in the 30s. So it's been around for quite a long time. Um, and it's, it's basically a kind of self-suggestion. So it's a te technique that you can learn to do where you're repeating um, a relaxing phrase to yourself as you're focused on different parts of your body. Um, I created a guided form of that, and um, I was first introduced to it when I was studying the Healing Touch program. That's a nursing-based, hands-on healing, um, energy healing program. And um, autogenic relaxation was used to help with trauma release. And so it would be used to help a person to get into a very relaxed state. And then some other um, techniques were done to help to release trauma. And so I just, I had that originally appeared on my I, our I Sleep Easy app. And it, I just wanted to give a variety of meditations to use for falling asleep, and that's one of them that I did. And then I um, shared it recently on the podcast and on Insight Timer. Yeah, and that you also have a great one for people who wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that brilliant. That is brilliant. I mean, how many people do I talk to in my own practice that are like, you know, every, most people tend to wake, wake up, I think, between that two, three o'clock hour, right? right. I've also heard that's like the stillest point of the day, like uh, three o'clock or something like that. It's, it's yeah. so common. Yeah. Um, 
And I did listen to it for a little while. And you're like, it's okay. It happens. We're, you're up. I'm like, oh, God, I got it. I have to give this to all my clients. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because so, so much of what I do is <laughs> how I've learned to work with my own psychology. And I, you know, I, that time of the night, when you wake up and when you go to sleep, all your defenses go down. You lose all your kind of daytime anchors, you know, <laughs> that can put things in perspective and proportion. You're just kind of like out adrift on the psychic sea. And so if I, anxiety comes up or anything like that, it can be so blown out of proportion. Um, and, it, and it can be, you know, can just, you can start going with that and have a really hard time getting back to sleep. And so that, you know, I think that's kind of, I had that recognition, oh yeah, that's, this is what happens in the middle of the night when I wake up and something has made me anxious or I have a project that I'm worried about or whatever. And boy, I've noticed that the next day, everything seems much different in the light of day. And so I just drew on a lot of my own experience to create that meditation because, uh, you know, sometimes all it takes is a little bit of reassurance. Right. You know, we're not kids anymore. We can't run to our parents' room and <laughs> say, oh, I had a nightmare. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have to learn to self, self-soothe ourselves. And, you know, sometimes it's like that anxiety of, will I get back to sleep? Oh, my gosh, how many more hours until I'm supposed to wake up? Yes, yeah. and what will happen tomorrow if I don't get enough sleep? And <laughs> Right, right. And then all that keeps us awake, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm sure that you have, you know, heard this feedback from people who say, I just can't quiet my mind. I'm not a good meditator. Um, I can't I can't meditate. I can't sit down. Um, and, you know, usually I offer to those people like, you know, exercise meditations, walking meditation, movement meditations. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, you know, do you have any words of wisdom to people who are feeling like, gosh, I would love to get into this meditation thing, but I'm just not good at it? Okay, well, one one thing is, um, I think movement meditations are a great thing for some people if they just really can't sit still. But I would say that the majority of people just giving it some time And the most important thing is to recognize that because your mind is very active, when you're sitting in meditation, it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. That's a part of meditation. Right. Um, When your mind is active and you're not in meditation, then you're engaged with things and... um, And in a way, it kind of makes your mind more active. So you've got an active mind and you say, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to read this thing or I'm going to watch this thing. And then it gets your mind going even more. So with meditation, it's an opportunity for the mind. It's an opportunity for that to unwind. So even if you sit there for your full period of meditation and your mind has just gone on and on and on and on and on, you're still getting a value because you've disengaged from activity. And if you can just learn to sit with that and 
just when you can come back to the focus of the meditation, but it's not like a numbers game. It's not like, okay, I meditated 20 minutes and 18 minutes I was thinking in two minutes, I was noticing my breath or, you know, noticing my body or whatever, whatever the focus of the meditation is. And then, but, but then, you know, today, you know, I only had the thinking five minutes and 15 minutes were more quiet. It doesn't mean that the 15 minutes of quiet meditation is better. So dropping that judgment, dropping that idea that you're not doing it right. Right. Um, and yeah. That's one of the things I love about uh, Insight Timer. And, and I usually say to my clients, I'm like, you could just do it a minute. Just a minute. Look, this app says, how much time do you have? Zero minutes to five minutes, you know? And, and you know, I was speaking to another guest who was really big into the neuroscience of the brain. And one of the things that she mentioned is that when the brain practices things for smaller periods of time, for shorter periods of time, then it becomes easier to incorporate that into a habit. And I think Ooh. sometimes, too, people think, well, you know, I can't, I don't have 20 five minutes, but I'm like, but you have a minute, right? You have at least, I know you can find a minute, maybe three times during the day. And, uh, you know, I've never really, uh, played with that to say, gosh, what would I do for a minute meditation if I were to record something? But, you know, the insight timer has a meditation teachers there who provide that or provide the two minute or the three minute. And I just think that that's wonderful. So that's another thing I would encourage people if they are beginning, don't get caught up on the time of it has to be 20 minutes, an hour, you know, 15 minutes. I mean, even, you know, two minutes once a day is a great way to start. It's huge, and I'm so glad that you said that because it doesn't always take that much. Just the fact that you have said, "Up, oh, okay, I need to stop. I need to, you know, I need to stop. I need to take a break." And just getting it, like you said, getting into that habit, it creates a habit. So, if it is a challenge to do a longer meditation, yeah, do a short ones, and actually. I think I should try creating it. I have never made, created one, I don't think, that I've published that's less than five minutes. So I'm going to take this as a challenge. All right, cool. <laughs> See about coming up with a minute meditation. That would be really interesting. But, you know, all it takes sometimes is stopping and taking a few deep breaths or stopping and bringing your attention to your breath. It's like... Um, it's like having a camera that's very focused and then all of a sudden there's a wide angle lens. So just that, just yeah. that experience of that opening is, is so valuable. Exactly. And I would love for you to um, now talk to people about all of these wonderful things that you have here on your website. You know, you guys have apps, you have the MP3s, you have CDs. We've talked a little bit about uh, your podcast. You are on Insight Timer. But when people go to meditationoasis.com, uh, tell them what they could find and about these apps that you have. Okay. So, um, when you go to meditationoasis.com, you'll see on the front page, uh, there's two basic sections. One is if you want to meditate, you want to learn meditation or expand your practice or try something new or whatever, 
And then that second section is more for professionals who want to incorporate meditation into their business or health practice or whatever. We do license our content so that um, people can, you know, we've licensed music for people to have in the background of their CDs. We've licensed meditations to be in various programs. Um, but going back to the section that probably most of your listeners would be interested in, you can read about meditation. You can listen to some meditations. You, there's access to our podcast. There's over 50 free guided meditations on the podcast. And then we have uh, CDs and MP3s, the MP3 downloads for sale. And we have some information about our apps. We have somewhere from 10 to 12 apps. And just to explain our apps, they're not like the apps that you're probably familiar with. For example, you know, the two probably most famous ones are Headspace and Calm and, of course, Insight Timer. So um, Insight, uh, Headspace and Calm are both subscription apps. So you can get some free content, but then you have to pay a subscription. You have to pay a monthly price to access more of the content. So we created our apps. We were one of the first to create meditation apps in the app store. And back in those days, <laughs> things were a lot simple. you simpler. You made a simple app. You charged one price. Originally, our apps were 99 cents. And somebody bought the app, and that was it. They had the app. And so we, what we did was we just created a number of different apps that have had a different focus. So we have one called At Ease, Anxiety and Worry Relief, and that's specifically not, it has three exercises for dealing with anxiety. They're kind of breath meditations, but it also has a journaling process. It's something to help you dig deeper and really kind of uproot the patterns that um, contribute to the, the anxiety and the worry and how they interact with each other. And then we have an app specifically for sleep, I Sleep Easy. And, that, and with that app, you can create a playlist. We have, well, I'm not going to run through all the, <laughs> all the apps. We do have one very, uh, our most recent app is called Meditation RX, and it's especially for um, use. It was made at the request of a doctor who wanted it for his patients and families. Uh, so people who maybe are facing a medical situation, there's a lot of content very specific for that. So we have all these different apps. You pay one price, and you've got the app, and that's it. Um, and so they're very simple. I think that I like the simplicity of them. We had one time been approached by an investor who said, well, you should, you know, combine all your apps and make it into a subscription app. And we just, uh, for a variety of reasons, decided not to go that route. And um, I think it's nice to have one simple place to go to meditate um, with, you know, where there isn't a huge amount of content. And, uh, but that's, you know, 
Yeah, I, I would agree. It, it gives, I think, you know, the individual a little, you know, more control that it, it makes it a little bit easier to decide, you know, they even say like with the human mind, if we're given too many choices, we can't make a choice. <laughs> so, yes. you know, so to just go on and, you know, I could be maybe somebody that struggles with anxiety, but I sleep really well, you know, and I don't, I don't need all these sleep meditations. I just need the ones about worry, you know, or maybe I don't worry, but I'm stressed and I sleep well. So yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great that you separated them out and, um, they're wonderful. And, you know, I have to uh, give Richard a little shout out here because his oh, yeah. music is just amazing. I mean, I every time the music, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm floating. I, you know, I know he's not here on the podcast with us, but uh, maybe I don't know if you could speak a little bit to his creative process or where he also uh, draws that inspiration from because it's phenomenal. Well, I think his inspiration is very much like mine and maybe even more. He's um, he's just always been a lover of music. He, you know, played a lot of music as a child and he, um, he was in a band for a while after college, very different kind of thing. He was a drummer. He's really good with rhythm and percussion. You don't get that. Right. <laughs> get that part of him on a meditation uh, CD, but... Uh, the way he's created most of this music is that, uh, starting with that first CD that I talked about, I would create a guided meditation. He would listen to it, and he would just compose the music. And he always astounded me. He he just it would just be there. He it it just comes. He's definitely inspired. When he creates that music, it, it just comes. And and so often it would be like, oh, my God, that's just perfect for that meditation. And um, so he's just a very, he's a very, I mean, I'm kind of the, the front person of our team. You know, I do the interacting with the public, and obviously I record the meditations. But he's very, just like that music in the background that's that beautiful support and just puts you into a meditative state, that's that's Richard. He's, he's that beautiful support um, that this whole, that our work rides on. That's how I feel. He's He's very intuitive. He just trusts his intuition. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it, and it comes through. I mean, I think yeah. that also must be why intuitively I just connect with the work that you guys do, too, because I just there's something when you're listening to, you know, your voice, uh, the meditations that you come up with combined with his music, there really is just something very magical and something very special there. So, um, yeah, so thank you. And I am just thrilled that I got a chance to you know, finally talk to you. It's wonderful to have a podcast because now I'm like, okay, these are some of these people that I'm bringing on are going to be the people that have inspired me or have been my teachers or I've read their book and it's been on my shelf forever. And I, you know, I have to talk to them. So I'm very lucky to have this outlet and to be bold enough just to reach out to, to anyone and everyone that I could think of. And, um, so thank you. Well, I'm so glad to be introduced to your podcast and I will be listening and I'm just thinking, I, you know, I, well, we can talk about the details, but it'd be nice to get this. Um, I can, I, I certainly will 
publicize the, this so that people can listen to it on your podcast, but maybe you can even publish, start publishing some of your podcasts on Insight Timer. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. You really should. You really should. Yeah. I should look into that for sure. So yeah. that maybe that'll be my challenge, Mary. So okay. Thank you. <laughs> so, all right. So we've got a deal. I'm going to do a one minute meditation and you're going to get your stuff on Insight Timer. All right. Sounds like a deal. <laughs> Okay. okay, Mary. Well, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun, I hope. And I know that our listeners are probably enjoying it as well. And again, the website to go to is meditationoasis.com. The apps that Mary was talking about, if you have an iPhone and Android, they're available there. They're also available on Amazon apps. So um, please, if you have not yet been introduced to these wonderful meditations, I highly encourage you to head on over either to their podcast. Uh, it's right on the website as well that you can uh, download and listen to these beautiful meditations. So thank you again, Mary Maddox, for being a guest on the Path 11 podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me as a guest. I really enjoyed this. Thanks for listening to the Path 11 podcast today. I hope you all enjoyed this show. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon page, I'd like you to do so because we are going to start putting some content over there that is only for our Patreon subscribers. You can get content for as little as donating a dollar a month, and it could just be a one-time donation. We have other freebies over there that you can get depending upon how much you would like to donate. And again, it could be a one-time donation, or you can continue to keep your subscription on a monthly basis at that donation level, but I just put my MBT immersive experience, which was a four day, four day intensive meditation training in Tennessee with physicist Tom Campbell. I was listening to binaural beats, going to altered states of consciousness, having out of body experiences and life changing experiences that I was able to bring back uh, for myself, for my clients, for my friends that was just out of this world. So if you would like to listen to that, I'd like you to head on over to path11podcast.com. You're going to see an orange button that says Patreon. Become a Patreon today and you can have access to that podcast. And I would like to remind you to head on over to path11productions.com and check out the membership that we have for the Afterlife Awareness Conference. We have over 25 hours of footage with amazing speakers like William Buhlman, Thomas John, Terry Daniel, Suzanne Geisman, Suzanne Northrup, Linda Fitch, uh, Austin Wells, just a few people uh, to name off that were amazing. These workshops are just so valuable. So I think that you would really enjoy it. It's also a great thing to think about to maybe give the gift to somebody who is struggling with grief. If you are looking for resources, this is a great conference to send people to to check out. And thanks again for listening today. Bye.